Vince, there's something I need to tell you. It's going to be hard for you to hear. What is it, Gloria? You know you can tell me anything. The following program may contain material that is not appropriate for all audiences. Damn you, Gloria. Damn you. And thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Carpe GM Gamecast, a podcast with a purpose. Uh, <laughs> what? I do, mean, do I don't know about not have. Do purposes? you have a purpose? Yeah, is that really true? Or? Yeah. That's that's uh, one of the most general statements you could possibly make about a podcast. Yeah, I was just trying to get a, a podcast. Out of Brian. Wait a minute, we might still a, get it. A podcast with a porpoise. <laughs> All right, deal. Yeah, a podcast with a porpoise. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I am League of Shadows. <laughs> oh, he's back. I'm actually, I'm actually the porpoise. Wait, no, I'm Tyler. <laughs> Welcome back, Tyler. Welcome All back, right, League Shut of Porpoise. And I'm Mac. Can we tell you to say you're Tyler? God. <laughs> uh, uh, is he really Tyler or do his tricks? Tyler just appears. Of course. What of course. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, been a while. It has been a while. We it's actually been a while. we recorded right before I caught the plague. The plague. Yeah, which was a terrible oh. situation. I'm sure that. How was the plague? Hey, any, it was horrifying. Any particular plague? Uh, just all of them. All of them at once. Um, you know, Paladin's. Lay on hands can get rid of that plague for you. Yeah, and uh, monks can. They were out at diseases. Target. I didn't have any. You're not no. a monk. I thought you knew kung fu. Hey, I do. I wasn't th- that advanced. That's like a 19th oh, okay. level ability. Yeah, yeah. Really? I, yeah, that I think one so. Yeah. I didn't min max. Yeah, I'm a social guy. Not a power gamer here, dude. <laughs> Just got flurry and then started leveling sneak attack. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to start the show off with a couple of announcements. Uh, nothing real major. First off. The forums. Uh, we've had uh, we've had some recent activity. Uh, was a rendering. I appreciate your your contribution. And for those of you who would like to get on the forum, uh, it's found at carpegm.net/forum. It's a wow. pro board sponsored forum, so it's pretty clean, pretty easy to use. Just no one's using it. Well, yeah, there hasn't been a whole <laughs> lot of forum activity from anybody, us included. Yeah. So what the reason I'm making the announcement here is because I'm going to change the way I'm doing things. I would like to include our listeners in the build-up to the episodes as well. So from now on, once we decide what our topic is going to be about, I will start a thread in the forum about that topic, and people can hop in and we'll uh, read your forum posts and your views on whatever subject matter it is on the air. And that way we'll know ahead of time what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steve. And um, Uh, I'm also going to break the forum down a little bit and simplify it. I've got a lot of subfolders and all this other stuff. I'm going to combine some stuff and just make it a cleaner interface and much easier to use. Uh, So be watching for that over the course of the next couple of weeks. And also, uh, we talked about Twitter and Facebook in the last episode. Everything that's getting posted on the website is getting notified. uh, Also getting posted on Facebook and Twitter. Tweet. Uh, And of course, that's right after we recorded that was when I got the plague. And then we got the holidays, and so hardly anything has been going on on the website the past three weeks or so. 
So uh, be watching CarpeGM.net. There's going to be a lot of a lot of changes coming up soon, and uh, stay tuned. Oh, not too long ago, we did a uh, a big podcast review on all the uh, other podcasts that we listen to, and the reaction to that has been fantastic. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have reached out and contacted us, and a lot of uh, a lot of shows that I listen to personally have mentioned us on the air and talked about that post. So I just want to give a shout out to the Monkey in the Cage podcast. Two GMs, one Mike also gave us a shout out. <laughs> it's a great name, isn't it? I love it. Uh, Happy Jack's RPG podcast. That was great. Stu said he listened to a couple episodes. Good show. So they'll Sweet. take that one to the bank. Uh, Planet Arbitrary. Those guys, uh, the video game podcast I was talking about. Mm-hmm. They gave us a nice uh, endorsement. RPG Circus. Actually, um, Jeff from RPG Circus invited myself and Eric from Metagamers Anonymous to take part in an episode where uh, we had to choose the five RPGs we would take with us on a desert island via email. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> we appreciate that. Which of them are made of food? <laughs> I want that one. Um, Gamer's Table, uh, great supporter. Thank you very much. And, of course, the ever-present Metagamers Anonymous. They're here still. Yep. He has... Um, Eric and those guys have been screaming our praises from the mountaintops for a while and i really appreciate it uh soon you'll be hearing some stuff some more stuff from him with uh, carpegm.net as well soon to come and for those of you who don't know there's a blog on uh, carpegm.net that is the prismatic dragon that's actually eric from metagamers anonymous uh he's written about a pretty eclectic mix of things lots of game reviews and some situational writing that he's he's done uh, a lot of fun good stuff uh, so uh, that's it for announcements. Let's um, take a quick break. We'll go do our um, what's on our horizon. When I fell hard, you took a step back without me, without me, without me. All right. Welcome back. Steve, what's on your horizon? Were they really gone that long? They, we, they, may, they may have been. They may have paused. Okay. It was my horizon, like, past behind me. <laughs> okay. Because it's yeah. not in the future. But it's coming. Yeah. No, it's, it, 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 or happened. It, it's happened. Okay. Yeah. It has yeah. happened. The horizon uh, is all around you. Yeah. Well, first of all, I saw The Hobbit. Nice. Who here has Loved seen it? it? I have not seen I it. Oh, really? Have you seen it, Tyler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. All of us except Dan. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I didn't make it yet. Whole yeah. time I just wanted to roll dice during the theater. That and other than that, I've been in like the holiday shutdown. Haven't like I I turned my Xbox on for the first time in like a week, two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's today. kind of that's kind of uh, par for the course, I think. <laughs> and uh, uh, I got to play a new board game. Got to play Pandemic finally. Oh, I heard amazing things one about those, Pandemic. One of those games like I always pick up and look at, and I'm like, mm, like is slide it, it back in. Is it as good <laughs> as what I've heard? It was good. Yeah. I got to play it kind of briefly. I got, I got the everything I needed to, you know, feel confident in judging it as a good game. Okay. Well, but how uh, how how long did it take you to figure out how to play? Like ten minutes. It's it's pretty basic. I was telling Brian earlier. It's one of those games where like you would. It has not very much appeal. Like right out of the gate, right in a store, because I just want to say, first of all, I think it has the worst box art ever. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really, really bad to me, and I mean, it's that's 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 a bummer because 
when you're looking for a new game, just like coming out cold, looking for a new game. It's like, hey, don't what know do I anything get? about it. Like, hey, I'll pick up this random box and look at it, and that's like, like that's like half the sale right there. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, so. it's to be, I don't like to be so fickle sounding about it, but I mean, it kind of is. Well, with all of the ways to get things online illegally yeah. nowadays. If you have to, if you sell a physical product, it has to look good. It yeah. has to be worth you paying the money for. Otherwise, people are just going to steal it. Yeah, and it's it's a bummer because the game is great. It was really kind of like a more traditional game uh, with a few modern twists. Like, could you play it with your parents? I I could probably play it with my parents. Uh, I mean, could I play it with Brian's parents? No, <laughs> my dad can't turn on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could easily explain it to somebody who wasn't really familiar with board game mechanics and okay. some of the things that we talk about. Because, I mean, like, sometimes when I try to play board games with people who aren't more, I guess I could use the term, hardcore gamers. When you play with casuals. Yeah, when I play with casuals. Some casuals. Uh, you know, I muggles. Feel, I feel like I'm kind of <laughs> jaded because I'm already familiar with terminology right. and pre-existing mechanics that games share. Doesn't but, it sound weird when you say like D six to somebody and they're like, "What?" Yeah, and I'm like, it's a dice. And uh, a thing I liked about the game is I'm really I really like board games with like generic non proprietary pieces, right? Like little pieces, just of like wood. the meeple. Yeah, like uh, you like that Carcassonne. I, yeah. I kind of like that. In I some hate games. that, dude. I I, I kind of like it, but I other, feel cheapened. <laughs> well, the game isn't expensive, but like other games, I think it's pretty cool. So, like sometimes I buy games because of that. I think it looks really specific and kind of proprietary. Right. Other games, I think it lets you focus more on the strategy and like get your head in the game a little bit more. Like Carcassonne's just like I like to be distracted. Stone Age stuff like that. I can see that. Yeah, it's it a good game. I'd recommend it to a lot of people because I feel that's the only way a lot of people would. Pick it up and play it because I think because I say, of the cover doesn't have much appeal, like outward appeal. Well, I'll definitely check it out. It's on my bucket list already. Brian, what do you got? Um, I know listening to the last couple episodes that we have talked about the DC deck building game, yeah, by Cryptozoic, and we were like, oh, we should get that or we should play that. Well, we got that and we played that. <laughs> we got it. We got the game. <laughs> yeah, and we played it a lot. Loved it. It's my favorite. Ooh, it's my so favorite good. deck building game. It is so much fun. It is addicting. Yeah. It takes a short amount of time to play. It's got a high, a, a, a low learning curve and a high mastery curve. It's and a fast play rate. Very fast play rate. Like you can, you like turns take five seconds. Like, cool. Like, like thirty seconds at night. I may just grab it for the kids then. It is so much fun. Thunderstone was a little big for them. No, it's they nothing like no, they weren't down. You know how Thunderstone has that. like a. A the setup phase yeah, a dungeon of dungeon system and stuff. There's literally like a big deck, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Huh? It's just a box with it's... a few cards in it, and it the well, the first like thing you probably notice about the game is that it has no name. It's just called the DC deck building game. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a little white box with some art on it. But and the art is game. fantastic because it's all stuff taken from, from like comics. recent comics, yeah. like cool. New Fifty Two and stuff like that. Well, maybe hmm. I'll you own it. I love it. Maybe I'll buy it and we can all play it. It's we're, great. We're already wearing yeah. out the cards. Yeah, literally. The cards they're already rough. Like, yeah. we almost need to get a second copy. All right, well, don't <laughs> go too deep, because this sounds like something I'd like to review on the episode. Did you sleeve them? No. Oh, you should sleeve them. I don't like sleeving cards for board games like that, because then they don't fit in the box. Plus, it feels cheap whenever I use sleeves on stuff like that. Just not a fan. 
So uh, yeah, I don't like sleeving cards either. Make them better quality. That's yeah. how you. That's how you not tear up cards. Yeah, yeah make them better like quality. It. Make it better quality. I agree. I make played a magic. I played magic. Or you know what? The, or come with. There's sleeves. something to be said for opening that 20 year old board game where the cards are all faded, the pieces are chipped, the board's got a coffee ring on it. There's something nostalgic about I, that. I, I hate agree. that. I want to throw those away. I actually have. I collect Monopoly sets, and I've yeah. thrown away rare Monopoly sets because I had them when I was a kid, and I banged them up. Wow. But they're yeah. saying that the the cards are like worn out after like a month. I mean, yeah, that's a little yeah, silly. You need protection. Where's the nostalgia in that? <laughs> well, we whenever probably Brian, we probably played destroyed. it like 50 times. Use right. protection. No, My friends who have I go a, in. <laughs> what? I, I have a friend no, who has a copy. No, of. I go in. Uh, <laughs> I have, right. I have a friend who has a copy uh, of Thunderstone and and all the expansions for it, and he's sleeved every single I one of them. I can't stand that. I'm, I just it feels weird in my hands. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess if you were a you're a Magic player though, how do you not? Well, Magic's different because it's a constructed deck. Like it's all supposed to be my like if all my colors are blue and my opponents are all red, I can tell the difference from it, and that's cool. And it's easy to shuffle. But like you're not doing a whole lot of shuffling in this. It's like the same thing though. Like every card in there is potentially yours. No. You're saying you don't use don't, it I, to protect. There's you tons use, of games I have for. You're saying that you use sleeve protectors or uh, card sleeves to differentiate between ownership of cards, not to protect them. Yeah, I have tons <laughs> of magic decks that are just like right. not protected either. I don't know. I just uh, most of my card. I'm I'm lazy too, and I just don't care. Like I have like very little respect for my possessions so i don't really give a <laughs> shit like, like i just want to play the game i don't care if i yeah. see them or not like all right there you go let's go into brian's room and go stomp on comic books go, dude you could easily just walk across the room and, and step on 10 like yeah. six things all right tyler what have you been doing uh well like steve i've been caught up in the uh the holiday fire sale of um <laughs> it's a fire yeah i don't know if fire sale. Sale, right word that was stupid but anyway like I haven't been able to game a whole lot. I've gotten plenty of games, like, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, just so many. I literally have a queue, and I was so excited to get on semester break from college and play them. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. You didn't play any. And then, guess what? Didn't play any, because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Cookies and too much new stuff going on with all you know my family, my girlfriend's family. Yeah, so the, like, it was just the like, Christmas <sighs> break is great for little kids. It's terrible for adults for gaming. Just made me so like, mad. Or adults that have nothing else better to do. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I guess, I guess, I think we talked about this before. If you're a lone wolf hobo, I think was the quote from Mac. I might be that. I spent Christmas by myself watching Die Hard. So All right. like, <laughs> yeah. the best Christmas movie. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I did That's get to good. play. I, I did get to play a couple of games with the kids. Uh, so that was that was pretty neat. We played uh, Munchkin Quest. Is that any good? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you I, like I, Munchkin, I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> So um, sorry, Tyler. Let's start. That's, that's okay. Um, in terms of gaming, like I got my girlfriend um, Rivals for Catan. It's set in the Catan universe, and we haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. But I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I'm like super excited to play it. Um, we both really like Settlers of Catan, and you know, just uh, it's like a card game. It's it's you know how Catan's like <clears throat> it's meant for like four to six people or like three to four people. It's not right. you, you can't play a game heads up pretty much, and um, this card game is basically meant only for two players so okay um i'm definitely looking interesting forward to it. i've heard you know i've heard like i said i've heard nothing but good things about it uh aside from that i've just been watching a ton of playoff football and um sports and oh in recent news um nhl hockey has been reinstated 
and I no longer have to. I can untie the noose finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he was yeah, uh, okay. standing in the closet with the noose around his neck. I don't uh, bite the lemon. One more day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll hope you will. Nice, right. uh, nice blues jersey you're wearing there. Thanks. He is representing. Yeah. Mac, how about you? Uh, well, I've been uh, in the same doldrums everybody else has, family obligations and the like, and uh, but but I have been paying attention to my email account, and by golly, if Paizo didn't send me one, I swear it was it was a weird day. It was like Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or something. It went out at a really weird time because I'm I'm up late at night and I got it at like midnight when the you know the automated servers send out their auto, their uh, automatic emails. But this one was announcing their uh, it was a little essay from I guess the the new director of development or whatever, head of development of their uh, sister company that's going to be developing a Pathfinder-based MMO. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Goblin Works. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, so they set this up as a Kickstarter project. Apparently, uh, they've got some people who have been in the industry for a long time attached to this new company, and uh, I'm interested to see somebody developing a new uh, Dungeons & Dragons MMO. Yeah, there was a, uh, a really good interview I Forgive me, I cannot remember the guy's name, but um, he's one of the lead designers, I think, on the uh, at Goblin Works, and he did an interview with the guys from Fear the Boot, and it was a two-part interview, so uh, check out uh, feartheboot.com and go listen to that interview if you're at all interested. There's some great information in there. Yeah, one of the things after seeing The Hobbit, I mean, it's very much, very much like a campaign. Like, it moves from scenario to scenario to scenario. The... Goals are very easily defined, and you know it's it's obviously got a party with different roles and classes. Like, anyway, I was really hoping that the popularity of the Hobbit coming out here would get a lot of people maybe into Dungeons and Dragons who hadn't been previously. Yeah, I could see that. My sister's boyfriend was going. I saw over Christmas break, and he had already seen uh, 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 the Hobbit, and he was going. So I hear you've actually played tabletop dungeons and dragons <laughs> like oh really so right. what's this yeah. uh, radical notion i hear I'm like, uh i'm like i actually podcast about it <laughs> yeah you should listen to my podcast but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so you know another way to get people into it is obviously Just to feed them the intellectual properties that it's built or to give them like if you develop an mmo and you develop it so that it runs in the same way as like a a tabletop one would when they just don't need a GM or a story. Like you're giving them all of they're you're giving them an engine that models how, you know, stats are used in in a in a tabletop. And if you give them storyline and stuff that grounds them into a a world and maybe leave some open questions that they would like to answer and could maybe tell the stories themselves, that gets people into tabletops. I think I think it's just, I think it's another way to get people into tabletops. So I like that because I'm I like people coming back to the you know. The, the, the thing, hardcore original. That the is thing that scares me about bringing new people into gaming, and I'm all about it, it's what I want to do, is I can't be there to run their first game. So it really, the experience really yeah. could be just ruined by having a bad GM. I just got the new uh, Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight. Yeah. The box set. The one with the weird dice. Yeah. But the way they have that set up to teach you how to play is the way it should be done with everything. It literally is like it has character sheets in the box, and it goes, "All right, somebody pick somebody to be the DM, and everybody else pick one of these character sheets." And then, as the adventure unfolds, it teaches you how to play the game. So it's literally just so it's the training. It's the training scene from every video game, like the starting zone in like every video game. Yeah, Yeah. but cool. It's like, all right, everybody. The first thing is like, 
these thugs are chasing you into a bar. You have to find a place to hide. This is how you make a skill check. Right. Like, it's, so it's like press A it, it's, to, to to hide in the closet. It's so well. Uh, I think that's really well done. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's kind of necessary uh, hand holding. Uh, yeah, that's probably a players. podcast. That's probably a podcast in and of itself is running the first session for a new gamer. I think we'll hold on. We'll put that what one about on a back new back. gamer. I, I would hmm. say again, related to like bringing people back. Um, that a lot of that was lost in old game design because a lot of the game designers were in the more lucrative fields of video and computer games. And, like, they figured out how to do these, like, introductory-style uh, story-driven demonstrations to teach people how to play a game in the video game world. But now that we have played those and some of those people, like, those ideas have grown outside of video games, they're coming back to role-playing games, and I love that. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I mean... I never played, uh, I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate 2, I think, and, but I never played Neverwinter's Nights, and I, I only played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons Online when it was like in beta. So, so I'm pretty curious about how, how they're gonna express a Dungeons and Dragons based world in a computer game. I, I hope they remain a little faithful and don't go too crazy. I wanted to just be I'm like, telling you, seriously, out- like, exactly the role playing game, except translated into a video game. I'm telling you, check out the interview. It, he goes into a lot of detail like about what, feats and shit. like what they're planning on doing. Yeah, I, I hope when you open up the stats page, it looks exactly like a character page. I yeah. don't think I think they've done some changing on that, but it sounded pretty good to me. All right, he he he's, he speaks a good you game. Need to like make an RPG that's just like exactly the game in 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 its fullest, except there's a visual representation game version of it. So it's. Maybe there's a DM who controls what's going on and like sets up the pieces beforehand, and it's just a video game where like you like move it around and stuff. <laughs> like if you took like a map editor from any of that sort of stuff and let you, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warcraft Three gave you a lot of those tools. Yeah, but yeah. Except grid it out, and that's you know? how yeah. Dota was born. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, guys, we got a couple of emails. I don't what? believe you. Burn those. We did. Yeah, yeah, actually, we've gotten a couple of emails in the last year. It's true. They're digital, Steve. <sighs> First, burn burn the computer. Burn the internet. First things first. Uh, Sean E three three eight six, the guy that um, wrote the review on iTunes that in turn created the St. Louis Pride segment in the last episode. <laughs> he sent another email. He does. He works at the Arch. Oh uh, really? Yes, and he <laughs> does confirm that it is in fact a gateway to hell. Oh okay. Oh cool. Yeah. Oh wow. That so. Is- isn't that a isn't that a, a yeah. national monument? That's a that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Makes him a federal employee. Very nice. I think, I think. There you go. So <laughs> that's right from the U.S. government, right there. There you go. So like Uncle you Sam, to, you have to pass under it in order to go to hell. I have no idea because I've been like all around it. But I don't think I've Is ever it, actually gone under it. With regard to portals, do you if you if you enter one side, does does it only work from one direction, or could you could you enter from either side and go to the same place, or like if you enter from one side, do you come out? The, the corresponding other side of the portal on the other end. So where's the vice versa? <laughs> where's the uh, 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 portal? The other side of the portal for the arch go to hell. Oh, now you're thinking all, of portals. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another email. I've had this one for a little bit. We just didn't read it on the air. Uh, thanks, Sean, for the uh, email. By the way, this is from Shannon Clark, one of the people who rated us on iTunes as well. I got this email a while ago, and I didn't bring it up on the last episode because it it didn't fit. Now, we're cleaning house. Uh, it says, Hi, I rated the show on iTunes. Really enjoy the show, as I mentioned in my review. I'm getting back into tabletop games after too many years away. I skipped all of 3.0, 3.5, and the OGL movement. 
That's a long time. Open gaming license. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm jealous of folks with a great local group and store. I live in San Francisco where we have a single not great game store in this city, though there are many what? scattered about That's, the general Bay Area. I find that hard to believe. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like somebody needs to go to San Francisco and open a game shop right let's, now. Let's go, Steve. What okay. are we doing? Yeah. Uh, let's keep Woo. up the great work. And that was one of the things I wanted to... First, thanks, Shannon, for the email. I appreciate it. And secondly, that sucks. Yeah. You're in San Francisco and you can't find a good game shop? <laughs> I thought I saw one in the like opening of Full House. I don't know about. That's hilarious. I mean, I was told that tabletop gaming was gay for four years in high school, but... I would have thought that would have made it very popular. In yeah, it's San Francisco. <laughs> Went there. Yeah, they go to Boom. A, there may not be any game shops, but there's plenty of gay shops. Wow. Man, what is going on with me? Like, where? <laughs> Welcome back, Tyler, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Regional stereotyping. It's fun. I, I, it's um, hard to believe. I, I, it's, I, it's such a dense population. It seems, it seems like such a like free-thinking place to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been there. I'm going, okay, let's all just I, I get it out. I'm stereotyping, too. I've been there, and I remember seeing gaming shops. Okay, let's I get it on the table. They smoke a lot of weed out there. Okay. And that's like synonymous almost with the gaming, especially Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that and Jinko jeans. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I would be surprised that there aren't a bunch of like stuff. Maybe they're all like playing in their basement. Yeah, they don't have enough just, initiative maybe to they're start a game store. Yeah. 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 Maybe Go, they're just they're, they're not enterprising weed smoking Dungeons and Dragons players. Well, the, the reason I wanted to read that one out is because I want to put out a, a call to all the listeners. I want you to send us an email... If you have the time, Shannon says there's no good game store there. Send us an email telling us what is a good game store. What are you looking for in a game store? I'd like to hear it. And we'll have an episode, and I'm going to try to get uh, Drew from Heroic in on this Ooh. One. Okay? Because he's a big guy. Bringing out the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> he a big do. He a bad do. There's someone from California listening to our show. Yes. Yeah. I, At least two because Stu from Happy Jack said he liked it too. And he's well, in California. If, if, if I ever go to San Francisco, I'll start a gaming store. Yeah. Cool. Deal. It'll also be bad. But. I mean, I'll only, be there, I'll only be there for a weekend. No, I'll you'll, start one yeah. before you'll have this little exercise that we're about to do yeah. from people to tell you what a good like, game store is. Don't do that, Steve. I mean, when I was a kid, like it could have just been like somebody's attic that had a few figurines and some magic cards, I've, and that was a great game store to me. I've been to... Uh, out-of-the-house stores yeah. before. I, I used to be really into, uh, like, RC cars. Yeah. I'm talking, like, the the kick-ass kind that run on, like, Nitro and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I used not to be... not talking about toy cars here, yeah, guys. I, I, really in, I used to be really into those. <laughs> Just in I'm, car. I'm talking about a $500 remote control and car. There was, uh, there was this one shop that I always went to that was uh, some guy just running it out of his like shed that was connected to his house. <laughs> and whenever you went there, you had to like knock on his front door and then go around to the back where the shop was because it was like his, Steve? his shop. Hey, hey man. Hey, I'm mister, are you home? <laughs> yeah, come to my shed. Check out my toy cars. <laughs> or or you, could, you, could, you could go right around to the back, the shed, and uh, go in. And he would like eventually saunter in from like his house <laughs> into the shop. <laughs> there are any kids here? It wasn't very big, but it was cool. It was a cool place because I mean he was pretty helpful. And was it was it well lit? <laughs> yeah, it was well lit. Is there a bowl mm, of there, free candy? Is there a carpeting <laughs> on the floor? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I don't remember. It wasn't shed. actually a shed. It was the back of a van. Yeah. <laughs> How many rags did he surprise you with? I had to go up a couple steps and kind of bend down. <laughs> I'm, I'm making all this up. I really just, there was no like remote control car. It's just, he has one with a shed. He used to yeah. let me drive it. It's a defense mechanism. I remember cars. Wow. <laughs> all right. So before we go too far down this rabbit hole, I got another email. <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> mm. Um, This one is from... HK Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, test footage for that movie just leaked the other day. What? They were doing like a CGI Hong Kong Fooey with Ed, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen anything. Looks cool. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, he gives me his real name, which I'm not going to put out all over the internet. I entered your contest for the podcast. You wanted an email in addition to the review. Thank you. I appreciate it. It makes it easier for me to get a hold of you if you win, which you will win something. So let me that's, ask this question uh, for the crew. That's Dan espousing there, not actual text in the uh, email. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So back to the email. Let me ask this question for the crew. I enjoyed the Santa Claus episode and would like to hear your thoughts on some other holiday favorites. Examples. Valentine's Day, an enchantrix that uses charm spells to break alliances via affairs or even disrupt holy vows. A hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, social game, obviously, I, I would think. What if you were like, like a really nerdy like kissing game or like like a high school game? I'm, like, I'm not playing this. <laughs> All right, you're game. right, Steve. I should have taken your word. Next, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Huh? Drinking a ban- game. A band of thieves uses the opportunity to pickpocket drunks. Can intoxicated PCs track down and defeat the thieves to retrieve a valuable item? Minuses to skills, combat, etc. But you don't. You shouldn't give them minuses in the game. You should just get your party yeah. drunk. Yeah. Just like have a role play. Do both. Yeah. Just as your GM, just go. Oh, you would have made it, but you're drunk. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You go to Taco Bell and you do like a, a wallet check. Remember four turns ago where you thought you made it? You, you were drunk. You wallet check. I always wanted to play like a St. Patrick's Day thing where the PCs wore leprechauns and they were just out screwing stuff up. Like they were going to parties, they were going just to bars. Doing the gremlin and, thing, yeah. Just just play the gremlins out with leprechauns. Huh. That'd be fun for like five minutes. It, it's a one shot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and Irish it's not going to last long because we're playing it on St. Patrick's Day. Pretty soon we're all going to be drunk. Oh yeah. Oh, one time yeah. is there? A th- okay, hold on. Is there a Thanksgiving one on this list? No, that was it actually. That's okay. as far as he went. I got one. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, let I me got... let me go ahead and finish this before you go on. Just some ideas that can make a nice short spot in your episodes. Peace. All right, what were you saying, Brian? HK Fooey, I got one for you. Thanksgiving Day, one day, me and a couple guys got together and we played, um, what was that? It was Quags, wasn't it? Quag, we played Quags, and it was like a B-horror movie of all the turkeys came back from the undead <laughs> and started like attacking all the people. Yeah, vengeance of the turkeys. Yeah, and it was like a high school prom night, and it was, it was, it was just like a horror movie thing, Thanksgiving themed. Like, one of the characters was, like, the security guard whose entire ability was to do, like, that leap thing where, like, you shoot guns and, like, leap strafe at the same time. <laughs> the Max Payne Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just always doing the falling yeah. shots. Everybody yeah. everybody wants a piece of the Max Payne action. <laughs> Except for that crazy scene in the end of that movie where he does the drug and then just... Ah, I've never seen it. I've never played the games, but you should see the yeah. movie. Huh. The movie's pretty terrible, but also entertaining. It's, yeah. it's a comedy. I'd say the same for the games. <laughs> All right, well... HK Fooey, thanks for the email. Uh, I'm sure we'll tackle some of these topics a little deeper as we get closer to their respective holidays. But um, 
for now, you've got uh, the hooker, the leprechaun, the drunken players playing normal PCs, and the turkey baster. and the turkey terrorist uh, versus it Max was Payne like prom or something. Wasn't it was it? prom night. Yeah, yeah. there was a weird. There was something weird. <laughs> that was in there. a weird it night. Was like where you pretty sure you played like the hot chick and you like tried to seduce one of the other players in the bathroom but yeah. then i ended up just being in the bathroom like trying to hold the door closed as yes. the turkeys ran the, like, yeah <laughs> i remember that that was a good night stop it all right <laughs> with that let's move on to our contest resolution it's time to pick a winner All right. This contest has been going on since the beginning of December. Um, so it's time to pick a winner for our iTunes rating and review raffle. Wicked Pinner. Yes. We call this the presentation of the sack. We have 15 entries, which is almost double what we got for our last contest. So listeners, rock on. 15? 15. That's almost as 20. It is almost 20. That's almost this three like fives. And it's not That's just, like fives, yeah. it's not just that we have 15 them? listeners. Yeah. We had 15 yeah. listeners that were... Energized enough to actually do something for us. That's almost as oh. three. That's almost as much as three tens, and so, that's terrible. Yeah. If we just keep doubling, in like two years, we'll be NBC. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be CBS <laughs> in a couple months. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, All right. So here's how we're gonna do it. CPN. I actually uh, have procured enough prizes so that everyone will get some. You're all winners. Everybody's a winner. Congratulations. You're all winners in our book. The question is, what is it going to be that you win? What we're going to do is we're going to go down the list of prizes, and I've got all the names in a bag here, and we're going to just draw a name for each prize. If you you hear your name drawn, hold on, because the last prize is the 16th prize. Somebody's going to win two, and the last prize is going to be your own episode of the Carpe Diem Gamecast. So after we've given away all of our prizes, we're going to put all the names back in the hat, and draw again for the winner of your own episode. I'm so excited. Okay. Why don't we go ahead and get a start? The first thing we're going to do, the first thing we're going to draw for is a handmade three-chambered dice bag, courtesy of Emily Barnes. And the winner is... Yeah, none of that. <laughs> Who is it? And the Oscar. Shannon Clark. Shannon Clark, you have won the dice bag. Next thing we're going to oh, draw for... Yeah. There we, we go. Now like, you won. Guess what? You don't have to go to a game store now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we're going to draw for is the uh, wizard figurine holding with the familiar that holds dice. This beautiful wizard figurine. And that belongs yeah. to our friend Rendon. Rendron. Rendron? Rendron. All right. Rendron, thank you. You're like holding on to that? <laughs> you like put him back here in the middle. Bogart in that bag, bro. Mm. Dude, this is a nice black sack. Pass the sack mm. to the left-hand side. <laughs> now, the next one we're going to draw for is a Chessex dice set. You can contact me in your email. I'll send you a, I'll send you an email, and you can just respond. Let me know what color you're wanting. Uh, we'll, we'll take one of the uh, lower end. I haven't actually ordered these. I just procre- I've just decided we're going to do these so I can get everybody a prize. What color? Yeah. Do you want? He has to know. So what, what color to steal? <laughs> yeah. So chess right. uh, X dice set. So and if you don't tell us, the default uh, is rainbow. The award goes to <laughs> Sam Gollin. Sam Gollin. All right. Dude, we totally got to get him to play D&D now. Yep. Now, we've got uh, I've got one more of those available. Another dice set. Go ahead and pick that. Don't lose any of those names. And best supporting dice set goes to. <laughs> Listen to that. Listen to that. Can you hear that? What do you got? The sound of sack. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Eric Metagamers. Eric from Metagamers Anonymous. Yeah. 
You better right. you better use those, Eric, and you better you better tell tell us that the stories that you use those dice with. <laughs> we can yeah. also bless these dice and send it to him. You could that sounds them. horrifying yeah. with oil. Oh, yeah. just oil? Yeah. Okay, yeah. like uh, canola and a little bit of our blood too. But don't worry about it. Whoa, yeah, yeah. just a touch. Did you know that Lady Gaga has Maybe. a perfume that has human blood in it? No. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm just leaving the dead air I in did there. Not that's, know that. that's very appropriate, <laughs> yeah. and I like it. Uh, the next thing is something I found. It is a Game Science D20. It's called the Blue Moonstone. Oh, Game Science? Those are those yeah. like precision dice, aren't Yeah, they? it's oh. a precision die. Oh, my. It's really pretty slick looking. It's clear. The numbers are uninked. I own some of these. Yeah? They, How do they work for you? They are so sharp on the yeah, edges. You yeah, could cut yourself. Well, this, this thing looks like it's glass almost. I believe it, I've stepped on one before. And yeah. It is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a razor blade. They're very nice dice. They're like the like the dice of dice. So whoever wins this, you're lucky. Okay, well you're yeah. getting a nice D20 out of yeah. it. Um, if you win it, and you want to, to also the dice of dice. You yeah. want to ink the. Uh, they're cut to a very very, very very like sharp point to where it's like well the they're absolute not, precision you could possibly get. They're not tumbled. Chance. Right. They're not tumbled like other dice. They don't have the rounded edges. All right. So let's see. Uh, the winner of the Moonstone is Justin B. Wilson. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. That's what I was like. <laughs> baby, 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 roll. <laughs> All right. Dude, awesome. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Wilson. Yep. Wilson. <laughs> next, uh, next gift or next prize is you have a choice, and I'll email you, and you can tell me. We get, we've either got uh, Star Wars... Empire Strikes Back playing cards, oh. or Star Wars Episode One playing cards. Oh. Do you want? <laughs> I would have just went on ahead and bought them if that was the choice. Or uh, bicycle brand steampunk playing cards. Ah. So for all you Savage Worlds gamers out there, you oh, might be able to find yeah. something. They're perfect for Savage yeah. Worlds, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. He requires it that. So Mac, who wins their choice of playing cards? Wolfish hunger. Wolfish hunger. Oh my god, I'm terrified. Hope you're hungry for card games. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're hungry. He's for not. Wolfish we all have to have wolves are not hungry for card games. He hungers when we're doing these. Though it's not exactly what a wolf would hunger for. It's it's a it's a wolfish hunger. Mm. It's mm. a it's an mm. approximation. It's something like that. So um, the next thing we've got, the next three prizes were donated by Ben Gerber from the Troll in the Corner. Podcast Network. Did he, he also, also has, enter? Uh, he did enter, yes. So what if he wins his own stuff? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Not going to give it to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we may redraw if he yeah. wins his own stuff. The first uh, the first product is a copy of Something Went Wrong. We talked about that in yeah. the last episode. Yep. It's uh, the competitive fantasy RPG. Tyler, who won? And the winner of the next Secret Santa prize is Shawnee... Sean E. 3386. Not to be confused with Shawnee's... Thirty-three eighty-seven. Right. <laughs> we don't like that person. <laughs> no. Alert. Sensitive information has been disclosed, but the resulting conversation was too good to delete. Now back to the show. Please cut that out. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. nope. Show and what tell. The hell. And my mom's birthday. <laughs> and I live on and Aunt and Ruth's my, birthday. And my when I see numbers like number? that, I have to make sense of them. Uh, and then it was like, oh, and this, and this, and this. And <laughs> so you could never play Xbox Live. <laughs> oh my god. Striker no, four twenty sixty nine. Legolas one 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 zero one zero four. I I seriously I can't stand that crap. Mm. I, though. Okay, so for everyone who missed what actually happened, Matt gave away like his entire identity on the podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I edited that out. So 
sorry about that. Okay, the the next uh, the next item is also from Troll ITC. It is a copy of Argyle and Crew, which is the sock puppet role playing game to play with kids. Brian, who's the winner? Gamer Stable Eric. Gamer Stable Eric. I hope I hope Eric's got kids. Gamer Stable. Although Eric, I listen to your actual plays. If you put your guys playing Argyle and Crew with sock puppets, I really want to hear this. Get your guys on it. Get your dudes on it. Come on, gamers stable. Yeah, come on, gamers stable. <laughs> stable of gamers. Get your, get your horses like a, going. Yeah, it's where you go if like you need a, a gamer. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> um, next is a copy of Encounters, Plots, and Places. And it's a GM resource for D20 system. It's got oh, a collection nice. of Encounters, Plots, and Places. Oh, okay. Also from Ben Gerber. I just oh I dropped the bag and it's me I actually drew my name oh, yeah, oh, oh. Uh, let's see uh, gamer Todd gamer Todd gamer Todd gamer Todd is a gamer out there named Todd does he belong to that table the stable <laughs> he may. or the stable yeah <laughs> I don't know all right the is next he three sitting at the table or in the stable the next three we're gonna draw all at the same time they're all the same thing I've got three ten dollar gift certificates to drive through RPG. They were kind enough to donate those to us. Ballin'. So, um, free stuff. Let's just pull those out. It's like the ball of cost up why in did, here. Why does Dan get to pull three? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's free. This is weak. Weak. We've got Clanus, Battler, Magnolia, and Troll ITC. All of you get... Uh, <laughs> were two of those demons that you just <laughs> named off? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible they were clicked on weaponry. That's hilarious. <laughs> We just summoned something. <laughs> that's that's actually if you put an apostrophe between the first two, it's the yeah. name of the troll in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified. Clintus Battler. <laughs> it's like Lovecraft made up. Clintus Battler. <laughs> All right. So if any of you, we're gonna those are just gonna be emailed to you. Uh, if I don't have your email, make sure you get a hold of me for any of these digital products. So that I can get you your your prize. As a friendly reminder to all of our listeners, we are affiliated with Drive Through RPG. So there's links to that website all over our website. So if you go to if you're gonna buy something from Drive Through RPG, hit Carpe gift card. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even with your gift card, hit carpegm.net and hit any link on our site to take you there. We'll get a little piece of the action. It'll help us keep coming back. Everybody wants a piece of the action. Yep. Now it's for the big boys. Now we're getting down to the to the to the big stuff. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the smallest of the big stuff, but it's still pretty pretty good. This is a copy of Savage Worlds Deluxe Explorers Edition. Oh, all you need. It's everything you need. Country Boy sixty six. Country Boy sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? You could run a campaign on plowing your field. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, wow, the Garth Brooks uh, campaign. <laughs> Who more needs an ex- an escape? <laughs> right, exactly. That was True um, that. that one actually wasn't donated. That was a mistake on my part. I ordered too many copies. So uh, happy mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. There you go. <laughs> happy Merry Christmas. Um, the the next prize is the game that Heroic Adventures has donated. This is a copy of uh, Lord of the Rings Nazgul, the board game. It's a pretty big game. This yeah. is a big one. Here's hoping I draw my own name. Right. <laughs> what do you um, got? 
we have our old friend HK Fooey. HK oh, Fooey. He can play it with no one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That was uh that was Shannon Clark that had oh, no game okay. store. Oh yeah, HK. Yeah, all right, that's right. HK Fooey was the uh, seasons. All right, maybe you can play that during Halloween or something. Maybe. That sounds great. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if we just opened it and played it a couple times before we sent it to him. Yeah, we'll give it back. (laughs) All right. I'll be contacting people who that I need to. I'll be contacting you for your your street address uh, so I can send you your prizes if need be. Uh, The next one is a real big one. We've got uh, we've all thrown in a few dollars here, and we're going to buy somebody the game of their choice. Any medium, it can be a computer game, Xbox game, board RPG, game, dude. RPG, whatever you want. Uh, you got to let us know and um, get your hands on that Halo Four. We'll get you something. Yeah, you know, if you sixty want. sixty dollar value. We will. Uh, we'll take care of it for you. you so want. who's who's getting this one? All right, this is the big one. And congratulations to Wookie Daddy. Wookie Daddy, what a great name! If you want to be a cop out, you know, you can choose a video game. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you don't don't feel like you know you're big enough to play RPG with yeah. the rest of us, ooh, yeah. ooh. you know, you know, uh, a Pathfinder core rulebook's about sixty bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who he that won that prize? Oh, that my Wookie Daddy. <laughs> my Wookie Daddy. <laughs> my Wookie Daddy. Uh so this is this the, is the best one. This is the big one. This is your episode. And two Steve, of them are the same. This is for your own episode, guys. This is for your own episode. I'm actually kind of excited. Now, if you to... can't meet us on our recording schedule, How about this we should pick two as a failsafe. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, we'll pick a first. We'll pick a winner and then a first runner-up. So if you can't make it on our recording schedule, which is a little weird, but <laughs> if you can't make it, uh, then you can at least. Um, choose the topic. Choose the topic and maybe throw down some questions. If you don't want to do that at all, we can go to the first runner up and that person will be able hopefully to ball in. Yeah. So that's the plan. Steve, who's the winner? Let's oh, see. Man, I hope it's me. Winner number one. I hope I get to be on this podcast. Wolfish Hunger. Wolfish Hunger. Wolfish Hunger. Oh, I am terrified. All right. Wolfish Hunger, you have your own episode waiting for you. Please make it be about the mating habits of wolves. I feel like this episode might just be like about beer and stuff. <laughs> or awesome, or yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing rabbits through the woods. So Anticipate behind. being trolled. And the first runner up, the spare. Just in case. The extra. Kill the spare. Eric from Metagamers. Eric from Metagamers we Anonymous. Well, we're finally going to break that barrier, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that actually Something may be a little closer than you think. Hey, this is. Yeah, right. This is our podcast. You can't tell us what to do. Yeah. Except for you can now. Maybe. <laughs> we don't want to conform to your system. So there's uh, there's our contest, guys. Everybody, we really appreciate it. Loved all the great, kind words. Um, maybe we'll just keep doing this. Once a year. <laughs> maybe. Every Christmas. Constantly. All right. So with that business out of the way, let's play a game. As a kid, when we first got our first CD-ROM for our computer, it came with the game Return to Zork. Now, I've never played any of the other games in the Zork series, and I never got that far in Return to Zork, but very early on in the game, there was the scene where you just find some random old dude who's sitting on a chair in the middle of a room, and he just goes, want some rye? Of course you do. And holds out a glass, and you can take it, and if you drink it, you immediately pass out. It is like hardcore hillbilly moonshine. 
and you just have to start the game over. I think you die. I don't know. <laughs> but what you're really supposed to do is take it and pour it in a plant next to you. And after doing that three times, by the way, every time he goes, want some rye? Of course you do. <laughs> you just keep taking it and pour it in the plant, and then he just passes out and falls off, and then it turns out that his chair is on top of a trap door, and you can go down. Oh. He just He literally falls over on the floor and after one drink you maybe die so i'm sure this guy's fine but <laughs> but that turned into my family listening to the line once some rye of course you do over and over and over again until my mom couldn't bake a pie we couldn't look at the sky like it was always once some pie of course you do that voice All right. okay so brian you've got another I got uh, a game. Another inspired uh, by Steve's game. Iteration of Too True. It is. All there's right. there's mm. there's actually four choices this time. Okay. Boom. And one of them is fake. You gotta spot it. So it's and here's the here's three the true. Theme. Three yeah. <laughs> sure. Three of these things are actual Dungeons and Dragons magic items <laughs> printed by TSR. Okay, so we're talking old first and second edition stuff. Yeah. Yes. Good. So I'm in. these are actual items. One of them is fake. You have to identify them. The first one is Ardakin's refreshment machine. And the description is, a refreshment machine is a colorful box standing on one end. Its usual colors are red, white, and blue. Glowing runes read cola and new generation. Exact change when lit and other arcane sayings. A small opening large enough to accept a coin is located midway to the top right. One foot from the bottom is a large aperture, almost as wide as the box. So almost as wide as the box. Yes. Okay. So we got a medieval Coke machine. We have Sanhuin's speeding sphere game. The invention is a glass-enclosed wooden case mounted on four wooden legs. It is slanted back so that the front lo- the front is lower than the back. The back has a scoring board with two rows, and the number has three switches. The inside of the case contains obstacles to deflect the ball and triggers that, when hit, produce spell effects and score points. <laughs> we have Melron's foolproof dishwasher. All right. A mechanical device that lowers dishes and glasses into black pudding. The pudding <laughs> eats all or- organic material on them, and the dinnerware emerges sparkling clean. Oh, that's brilliant. Maybe. <laughs> and then finally, we have Prince Valiant's porcelain throne. This polished chair shrine- shines brighter than all thrones in the land. Hey, <laughs> like my chair? <laughs> It was created so that valiant princes may take care of their royal business in a kingly manner. <laughs> oh, my God. The chair sits two feet above the ground with a magically sealed box located directly underneath. <laughs> Inside the box contains a small fire elemental who is daily fed a healthy dose of noble brown, noble-born browns. <laughs> due, to the co- <laughs> due to the cost and handling of the fire elemental, the porcelain throne is a rare yet majestic commodity. Oh. Okay, so these are real D and D items. All but Except one, right? one of them is Except one. Oh my goodness. Alright. Start start with Tyler. Let's let's do a quick one more time. It was the Okay, it was Okay, so we got the medieval coke it was, machine. It was here, I can go through all of them. It was Ardakin's refreshment machine. Gotcha. Sanhuin's speeding sphere game. We have Melron's foolproof dishwasher. Right. And Prince Valian's porcelain throne. That's ridiculous. The poop throne. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go with 
the pinball machine. That's my answer. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. That's... I could... Okay, I've seen... Personally, I've seen a lot of the old TSR stuff. Okay. That, that was my bread and butter. The magic items in there are ridiculous. Yes, this this it, uh, there's more. Like I remember, okay, like, I remember I, I, like I, a I, sword of underwear stealing at one point. <laughs> I remember. Does it put it on you, or do you just have it? I, I, I you steal them, as far as I know. I, I just <laughs> there was some really weird stuff. What I'm getting at is any one of these four things could be real or fake. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a coin flip. Mac Mac, what do you think? I say the soda machine is soda not, machine? not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soda machine. Um I say the black pudding dishwasher. I I I wasn't sold on that one because at the end of the description where it says and comes out clean, you know, dash space, maybe. Maybe. Uh, sounds exactly <laughs> sounds like, like an adventure hook from yeah. the old eighties. No, it's stuff. it's it just sounds like how they do a, an item entry. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? I actually read a lot of these a long time ago, but I can't remember which one is real. Which ones are real and which one is the fake one? So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the pinball machine is fake. Okay, so we're split yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So we have pinball machine, pinball machine. No, I'm dishwasher. Yeah, pinball machine, pinball machine, okay. dishwasher, soda machine. Yep. yep. Nobody took nobody, nobody took, took Prince, Prince Valiant's yeah. toilet. The answer is Prince Valiant's toilet is. <laughs> oh, oh, that's wow. what I thought. I wrote that. Don't we look like idiots? That's what I thought he said. You wrote after that. Something else. I wrote that. Brilliant, yeah. wow. Brian. That Brilliant. Really yeah. I, I expect to see that write up, that item description. Shoot it to me or put it on the website. Okay. Yeah, I wrote it needs that. D and D characters need something to duke on. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of them. Okay, so I was reading them and I was like, all of them have some sort of like magically like like, like oh black pudding or like oh spell effects and shit. I was like. Fire elemental could eat poop. <laughs> <laughs> that would smell awful. <laughs> that would be that would, that would make it worse. Terrible room. Uh, in the medieval times, I think they'd be used to that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow, the one that nobody picked. That's awesome. all right. Well, uh, thank you, Brian. That was a lot of fun. No problem. Um, uh, with that, I think we're gonna call it. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Carpe Game Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mac. <laughs> I'm Tyler, tired. you sound so dejected. <laughs> I guess. We're running a little long. <laughs> it's just too easy. <laughs> and remember, support the hobby, support the industry, support your local game store, and support Guardians of Middle Earth. But it's jarring. Like, that comes right. through all of a sudden. Jarring comes Some through. Dungeons deep and caverns, caverns old, and the pines were roaring. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Two different songs going on. It's about too fun. The Carpe GM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at C-A-R-P-E underscore G-M. Thanks for listening. The music for today's episode is a cover of Taylor Swift's I Knew You Would Trouble.
Performed by Walk Off the Earth. Featuring Korean effects. Be sure to check the show notes for the links. Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights. You got me alone. You found me. You found me. You found me. I guess you didn't care, and I guess I like that. And when I fell hard, you took a step back. Without me, without me, without me.
Subscribe to Korean FX. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.